Welcome to the Ask Zach Show. I'm your host, Zach Childs. I've spent the last 30 years working in the music industry here in Nashville, Tennessee, during which I've done everything from touring with major artists like Brad Paisley and Carrie Underwood to playing the nastiest dive bars or even the occasional wedding. This show is all about barreling down the rabbit hole on all things guitar and the music we love. We will cover the legendary players, gear insights, and even some interviews along the way. I hope you enjoy. To support the show, follow the links in the description to find out about my Patreon page. Or go to my store at AskZach.com to pick up a coffee mug or t-shirt. Now, let's dive in. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to Ask Zach. Today, we're going to take a look at uh, Paul Smith's NF53. So this was a, uh, a viewer choice or a viewer request, as it were. I have had no contact with PRS. Uh, they did not contact me about this, so they didn't send me one, nor did I ask for one. This was purely uh, you guys asking, and then one of my Patreon members, Jesse, thank you, Jesse, he was willing to send me this. So that way I was able to kind of give you a, uh, a really conflict of interest free uh, take on, on this tele type guitar. Cause that's what this is. This is PRS's take on a Telecaster. And it has a lot of deviations from a you know standard vintage Telecaster design. And you know, a lot of them are, are really cool but it just depends on uh, on what you like and uh, how traditional you are and how much of a hardcore old Telecaster guy. This is my 57 Esquire, but uh, yeah, and I am. And so I'll just, let's throw our biases out right in front. I'm a hardcore old Telecaster guy and, uh, and this is gonna be my take on this guitar. All right. So first off, I need to thank my Patreon members, especially Jesse again for sending this guitar. Thank you. 
Uh, if you'd like to support the channel and if you like this content, uh, that's the best way. And so you can find out more information by uh, checking out the link in the description. All right, let's just dive in. So obviously this has a lot of deviations from a vintage Telecaster. Uh, first off, you have a similar body shape, but then uh, then you have this cutaway that's shorter and, uh, and it has scarfing on it. Uh, of course, you have all sorts of other things that, that I'll go more in depth in a moment, but uh, of course you have a different difference in bridge design. The bridge pickup is not mounted in the bridge on the PRS. You have the, uh, the lack of a plate. Uh, you have these very different uh, pickups near field. Um, you have the uh, stylized pick guard. You have uh, body contouring on this guy, uh, which of course you don't get any on the old telly. Uh, you're not going string through. So, but that's not such a bad thing on this. I think PRS, I'm going to talk more about this in a minute. But uh, PR, you know, Paul didn't go through the body with the strings, but he did something really cool with the bridge that's better than just regular top loading. Of course, you also have the uh, control plate there on the back. The, uh, you know, so that's the kind of cleaner way of, of having that on the back instead of a plate on the front. Uh, then of course you have a difference in neck shape and more than anything else, it's neck width and of course headstock shape. So, and this has neck angle, headstock angle, while of course a vintage telly does not. All right, let's dive into all the, uh, the, uh, the little things. Let's, let's go in depth. Uh, let's start with the bridge because I really like this bridge. I think it's really, really cool. So uh, he decided to not go through the body. However, I'm not a big fan of, uh, of top loaders just because they don't have good brake angle because the string just kind of barely goes over the saddle and just goes up a little bit. Well, Paul did a really great thing. So you have a steel bridge plate and then you have these little kind of keyhole things here. And so the string goes down in there and catches and then goes over the saddles, which creates a really nice brake angle. So you can see that's much better than your run-of-the-mill top loader where it would be coming through here and over. So this creates enough downward pressure to get a better tone out of the instrument and to drive the body wood better. And, uh, you know, of course, the uh, wood naysayers are going to have uh, a field day with that, but uh, have at it. Uh, the, uh, the saddles, these three saddle bridges are really cool. They're made out of brass. You have these two long bolts that where you're able to shift these and get it to intonate. And it's a fantastic design, very innovative. Uh, and it doesn't surprise me that Paul would create something really cool like this. Again, a departure from, uh, from the tradition would be the fact that the pickup here is mounted in the wood instead of on the bridge plate itself. And of course, that's going to make a difference in the sound. Uh, it's going to lose some of that uh, doinky, you know, kind of Telecaster thing because it's not suspended from a piece of metal. Instead, it's, frankly, this creates a fatter sound as opposed to a, a 
twangy, doinky sound. Uh, yeah, these are uh, some of their, what they call, near-field design pickups. And these sound great. So I'm here, let's, uh, of course, you heard a little bit of it in the, uh, in the uh, intro, but, uh, you know, it will certainly twang or do, do the telly thing. And then the uh, both pickup sound. Just really, really nice. And one of the things I look for in a guitar and in pickups and is that when I hit the note with my pick, there should be kind of chunkiness on the front end of the note. In other words, I don't want it to be real pingy sounding. And that's a tough thing on a telly. And this guitar has that kind of fatness in, in, uh, in spades, as it were. You know, you get... Uh Just really, really fat. And then here's, of course, the, uh, the neck pickup. Really, uh, really great sounding pickups. And of course they have no hum, yet they're really clear sounding. So mega kudos to, uh, to Paul and his team. Another thing that's kind of uh, often overlooked are the the quality of the pots and switches, and uh, this has a you know high quality switch, and then the uh, the taper on these pots and the feel of them is fantastic, and the tone control really has the right taper, and it's kind of focused on the right area of the high end. So as you pull it down, it's very gradual, and it's usable you know all the way down you know. To one as it were and uh, yeah because so many tone controls it just just starts eating up all the high end you know by the time you get to eight or so so the fact that it's it's gradual and uh, yeah Paul's done a great job um, you know pick stylized pick guard um, yeah then then you get the uh, the bolt on neck very traditional in that uh, you have bigger frets, which I like bigger frets. Even on vintage guitars, I like to put bigger frets on them. So no no problem there. And I think that's kind of a modern concession. Most people prefer bigger frets. I don't know many players that like the little tiny skinny frets that were on old fenders. Uh, of course, you have uh, Paul's touch of the uh, bird inlays, which are really cool. Uh, that's a really, really nice. Uh, instead of uh, you know the old black dots like you see on an old telly. Uh, here's a departure that I have a, a lot of mixed feelings about, and that's the, uh, the width of the nut. So this is wider than vintage. And so what that does is it creates um, 
an instrument that is more comfortable for a PRS or Gibson type player. However, if you're an old telly guy, it kind of throws you off because the strings are further apart from each other. Uh, so it's just kind of, you know, what you like. So, you know, because I play a lot of one and five eighths, you know, neck with, you know, fenders, it throws me off. And, and that's why I don't really play a lot of Gibson guitars or PRSs. So this is something that kind of uh, channels this instrument to being a good telly for the PRS or Gibson guy that has that struggles with the uh, <laughs> the fender type neck. Uh, the neck shape is really nice. It's a it's a fat C and uh, apparently was taken from a '53 Tele, which I, I can believe that I've played some some fat necked '53 Tellies. However, by widening it at the nut, it creates a different feel to the neck than an old one because again that width dictates you know how your hand feels coming around it and of course i wrap my thumb over the top because i'm a hillbilly guitar player from texas um yeah the the other thing that's you know kind of a uh, a plus or minus depending on what school of player you are is the headstock and the headstock angle you know, of course, by doing this, you don't have to have a string tree, which is nice because that's another thing to uh, for the string to catch on. However, you know, that does create a different feel and a different tension and, of course, a very different aesthetic look to it. So, uh, yeah, I do prefer the non-angled headstock and uh, the six in the line, you know, fender thing because I'm a traditionalist. But this is a great design. I love the tuners. These are uh, these are fantastic. They are they are lightweight and they are super accurate and they look great. Which what else can you ask for? Um, yeah, they're they're pretty. They're not overly tall. They're good low profile. They don't stick out too far. Uh, yeah, just a great tuner design. So kudos to Paul. So I think this is a really great instrument. However, if you're a hardcore traditional guy, you know, who plays something like this a lot, then you might be a little disappointed and you might be thrown off by the, the nut width and also the lack of, uh, of this kind of twanginess by having the, uh, the bridge mounted into the bridge plate. However, if you're a guy that your favorite thing is a 335 or a Les Paul or a DGT or a, you know, any type of, you know, PRS guitar, then you're going to be more at home with this than you would with this old guy. And that's, that's really kind of uh, where I would say, you know, get one of these. So if you're a, a Gibson PRS guy who's always wanted to have a Tele, but it's never felt comfortable on one. Well, this is your guy right here. And it's, it's really great sounding and it's very Tele-esque. It, uh, it does a great job. It will definitely get you in the ballpark. Uh, you know, you, you get the, uh, the magic of two really clear sounding pickups. You get a nice bridge with brass saddles. You get a swamp ash body that's really lightweight and uh, a really great feeling maple neck. Uh, Fit and finish and everything on PRS guitars is just beyond compare. And I know a lot of uh, 
guitar players and collectors that wish that other companies had the uh, the level of fit and finish that uh, PRS does. So hats off to them. Also hats off to Paul for running his namesake company for all these years and continuing to innovate. I think Paul is one of the greatest innovators of the last 40 years. And uh, yeah, I think we have to, you know, say you know, hats off to, to Paul for some really stellar designs. And, uh, you know, and just like with the Silver Sky, you know, he put his headstock and the scarf on there. And, and the, the Silver Sky is more traditional than this one is. This one is a greater deviation. The, the Silver Sky is really close to a vintage Stratocaster, except for some aesthetic things. Uh, but it's an amazing take on a vintage, vintage Stratocaster. This is his take on a Telecaster where he's taken more liberties and he's, uh, you know, kind of done his thing, which is, which is fair. It's, it's his company. All right. So that's kind of my take. I uh, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Uh, these are really cool guitars. They even come with a cool gig bag that's, uh, that's shaped well, has a nice headstock protection on it. Uh, yeah. And cause I hate hard cases. And I actually like the fact that this came with a uh, a, uh, a nice, well-designed gig bag. So hats off to PRS. If uh, yeah, if you've been wanting a Tele sound, but uh, are not really comfortable with Tele's, this is your guy. If you are traditional Telecaster guy, and if just wanting something that's different, you know, that maybe you'd still be comfortable with, but it's going to feel a little different, then uh, you might want to check one of these out. All right, guys, I hope you've enjoyed today's episode, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Ask Zach podcast. If you want to dive deeper, check out my website, askzack.com, to find more articles and further info on each episode. And remember, it is the support from you, the listener, that keeps the show going. Thank you, friends.